This is Calgary Today with Angela Cocott on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. I have another guest that I want to bring in. And actually, I am really looking forward to uh, participating in the Calgary Marathon this year. Not in the marathon category. My hips have seen a few marathons. They're not going to see many more. But I, I do enjoy competing it in the 10K event. So I was out running today and looking forward to that. And you know what? The reason I really love the Calgary Marathon is there are so many people there. There are so many different events. Already I see that the Scotiabank Kids Marathon, it's sold out. The 5K is sold out. There's still room for the 10K, the half marathon, the full Scotiabank 422 kilometer marathon it's sold out so there still are some events that you can get involved in and the reason i love the calgary marathon is you go there and you see so many different types of people sometimes people think oh i can't run you know i'm not in good shape you know what you go there and you are inspired because you think wow these people they doesn't matter how they look in shorts it doesn't matter that they're not these elite runners they are setting a goal and you see the sense of accomplishment on their face well my guest this half hour talk about being inspired chris coke he is well alberta born comes from natin area and he's going to be part of the calgary marathon this weekend and it's probably going to be hard to miss chris because he's going to be doing the event on a long board chris joins me today hello chris Hi, Angela. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, and we would have loved to have you here in the studio, but because you're a a, a speaker, an international speaker, where are you right now? I'm in uh, Washington, D.C. right now. And was that part of your motivational speaking tour? Um, I had a couple of meetings here, but mainly it was actually to come out, and uh, and uh, my girlfriend and I had had planned to come out here and, and visit her mom and, and some friends. So, Well, that's, that's pretty uh, cool. That's pretty cool, Chris. Yeah. Now, the reason I say you're a motivational speaker is you're going to be doing the Calgary Marathon on a long board because you were born with no limbs, correct? That is correct. I was born uh, missing uh, both arms, I would say, you know, about, about to at elbow's length, if you were to try and measure it out on, right. on, on yourself. Right. And then my left leg is is completely uh, completely missing right at the hip. And then uh, my right leg, I have a, a partial right leg and a partial right foot on the on the right side, and that's what I use to propel my longboard. But even when you talk about a partial foot, that you have hardly um, a leg to that's attached to that foot, correct, Chris? Yeah, it would be maybe a little bit higher than, than where your knee would, would yeah. be. Now, was this the result of thalidomide? Uh, thalidomide is actually um, a few years before my time. Okay. I'm I'm 37. Your your thalidomide, um, well, thalidomide babies not babies anymore. Right, but but uh, you know, they were in the uh, 50s and 60s. And exactly. All right. So here's Chris and talk about inspiring that you're going to do the marathon just on the longboard. Why do you want to do the marathon? Um. <clears throat> well, it originally started as uh, my girlfriend and I were talking about bucket lists items and uh doing a marathon was was something that we both had had on the list and shortly after uh, we had a couple friends that were going to be doing the la marathon uh, as a as a relay for for a fundraiser 
uh, for a clean water initiative in uh, Zambia, and we thought it would be kind of neat to participate in that. And uh, it was also on Valentine's Day, which is also our anniversary, so that was kind of That's good very timing. special, yes. Um, anyways, <laughs> uh, unfortunately, the L.A. Marathon organizers um, would not allow me to participate on the are on my longboard um, citing safety issues and uh, I guess when one door closes another door opens because um, uh, in all that an interview that was done by uh, tracing a guy with Global Calgary mm-hmm. she had talked to Kirsten Fleming who is a Calgary Marathon organizer and you know they had said they would look at something like that on a case-to-case basis uh, Kirsten and I kept in touch and um, just felt that, uh, wow, I figured, you know what, instead of doing a half marathon, why not do a full marathon? So here we are. <laughs> That's very, and, and as I said, I'm glad Kirsten said yes, because case-by-case basis, you know, we, we have a lot of athletes who are in wheelchairs. When you're in any of these racing events, you know that there's all different types of runners here. So I think you definitely have opened the door to other people. I don't even know if I want to say a disability because Chris, when I read about your background, uh, you are as able-bodied, it seems, as so many other people. Tell me a little bit about growing up, and and it was in the Nanton area, correct? Yeah, I grew up down in Nanton. And um, yeah, I mean, Disabled is, I guess. It's, I don't. I don't know if it's the proper term. Yeah, exactly. Um, and but, I know. Um, and and I. But I mean, I'm I'm not very good at the PC stuff anyway. So <laughs> good. I mean, call it what you will. Um, but I I grew up normally. I I grew up any you know the same way any kid with arms and legs would have grown up. I got in trouble for all the same things. I played you know, street hockey. I played soccer. I played baseball. Obviously, I had to go about it differently than than most, but I got out there and participated in everything that I felt that I wanted to participate in. And, you know, my, my, my parents, my family, friends, you know, the community have always, you know, supported and and helped facilitate all of that. So very, very lucky uh, growing up where I did and, and how I did. Okay, and how you did it. Chris, I want to take a quick break here because, of course, when people are saying, wait, you're what are you playing sports? How are you doing all this? So we want to talk about that more. Chris Koch is my guest this half hour, and he is going to be longboarding in the Calgary Marathon, as he said, the whole marathon distance. So looking forward to that. Thanks for the text that uh, Chris is receiving. Uh, Chris, just so you know, some of our listeners, one person here says, run, Chris, run. I'm doing the half for in from the cold too. See you on Sunday. And another person says, Ange, I'm part of a team that's running for six Guinness World Records on treadmills at the Marathon Expo. You should come by. Well, I might just come by there. And Chris, that was the other part that I wanted to get to because yes, you're doing this on a longboard and it was on your bucket list, so to speak, but you are helping an organization. Why in from the cold um I've, I've done fundraisers for for various um uh charities and and stuff like that before and i guess i felt in in everything that i've done you know growing up and, and even to this day uh southern alberta you know calgary has always been very very supportive and given the the economic climate right now um uh, I felt that I wanted to do something local and and helping helping those who who are who are you know, forced to live on the streets uh, felt like a good fit. And then uh, touring touring the facilities that in from the cold and really seeing what they're doing. I mean, it, it's it's 
geared towards families, um, kids and families, you know, keeping them off the streets. But also, it's it's not just a, a band-aid solution of of you know giving them a place to sleep and and putting food food in their bellies. It's you know doing what they can to you know education, um, you know seeking uh, assistance medically, um, and you know dealing with with mental illness in, in a lot of respects. You know, there's there's numbers that say that upwards of ninety percent of the the population on the streets are actually suffering some from some sort of mental illness so it's 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 really you know they're really working hard at, at breaking the cycle and yeah. uh, I, I really 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 was compelled to to, to support that. Well, and I know you may have heard my thoughts at the beginning because, of course, we're dealing with a, a tragic case with Matthew DeGroote. And when we talk about mental illness, I think we have to talk about it more so that people understand it and also that you can hopefully in a lot of cases deal with it just like any other illness. Now, Chris, back to growing up. And I think especially when it comes to when you meet people, what's the message that you really want people to hear when it comes to people who may not be the same as everyone else? Um, I guess you know, one of the, the quotes I've, I've come up with in, in my presentations is uh, if you worry about how you look, you're cheating yourself out of opportunity. And a lot of times we get caught up, and, and it's not just a physical thing, we get caught up in, in our imperfections or what we fear we can't do or are unable to do or, um, you know, we fear failure. And uh, it's just encouraging people to get out there and, and live life to the, to the fullest and, and cross off your bucket list items and, and get out there and challenge yourself and, and test yourself and, and remind yourself or in some instances prove to yourself just how capable you are of some pretty incredible things. And and not not cheat yourself out of these amazing opportunities and and life in itself. There's a you know a video that's gone kind of viral, and you know the I guess the tag of it is you know everybody everybody dies, but not everybody lives. Oh yeah, and, that's a good uh, one. Yeah, people you know it encouraged people to to get out there and, yeah. and do just that. You know, Chris, I'm going back to that word I use, disabled, because I think sometimes our fear disables us. It stops us from doing what really we should do. Our fear of failure, our fear of looking foolish, our fear of not, you know, measuring up to everyone else's standards. And in a way, that is a disability. Absolutely. And I've I've been guilty of of that, too. Uh, You know, there was was times growing up and, and even more recently where, you know, I talked myself out of, out of, Taking you know a trip over to Europe or talk myself out of uh, you know doing a doing a marathon and and finally just got to the headspace of you know what just just do it and mm-hmm. you know I don't want to look back on life and 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 have regrets you know I don't want to you know look back and say God I wish I would have done this I wish I would have done that I want to look back and say you know what and as much as I could not everything worked out the way I wanted it to but at least at least I put myself out there at least I tried at least I was in the fight. And actually, another video I saw that has gone viral, as we always say, is, you know, in the dying days of a person's life, they don't often say the regrets of what they did. It's the regrets of what they didn't do. So, you know, that's a that's a good point as well. Now, growing up, how big was your family? Uh, I have a I have a younger, younger brother. Okay. Um, he was he was playing still is fully assembled um so and he joked around calls me his half brother so um and that was another aspect of growing up is is you know we kept things light it wasn't 
you know, when I was born, it wasn't, oh, my goodness, what are we going to do? This is a tragedy. It was, you know what, it is what it is. We're going to make the most of this situation. And, you know, we've had a lot of fun and a lot of laughs. And, you know, another one of my, my sayings is, if you can't laugh at life, what can you laugh at? Mm. So, you know, just having a lot of fun with it. My my girlfriend refers to me as her better third. It's not just <laughs> cheesy stuff like that. <laughs> but you're right. If, if you can't make light of it, then, and I'm sure if you were the first child born... I'm sure the relatives will even, I don't know, how did your parents react? Because, the, you know, the, this is their first child. Yeah, obviously, obviously it was a shock. And, yeah. and both my mom and dad were, were pretty young. Uh, so it was it was a lot to take in. But, you know, in the end, they, you know, I'm I was still their son. Yeah. And, and, you know, that that stuff you don't choose. And, and when you, you know, when you first set eyes on your, on your firstborn, uh, or even I've you know I've had this with my my nephews and my niece. You, know, you just you you love them unconditionally, yeah. and you want to do everything you can to make sure they have the best life possible. Well, I, I saw a video of you as a little baby. You had a pretty adorable smile, so I think that yeah, that yeah. would you know any mother or father would fall in love with that right away. And and I think wasn't it your grandmother who you know when she heard the news it was like great okay let's go. Yeah, no, and, and and her her joke was that my dad never finished anything he started. So, um, and that was, and no, and that really set the tone um, right from day one. And and it's been and it's been a, you know, it hasn't been without, you know, bumps along the way. But for the most part, it's been it's been a fun fun ride. Yeah, and not everyone uh, accepted this as far as the education system even. Was that when you were in uh, just early elementary that some teachers wanted you to wear your prosthetics for your arms? Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously, um, you know, prosthetists and, and uh, the Calgary Children's Hospital and, and the War Amps uh, Child Amputee Program and my family wanted to, you know, provide me with the best possible care, the best possible options right. uh, as far as prosthetics are concerned. And, you know, they felt that, um, you know, getting me these you know, artificial arms and artificial legs was going to be what I needed. And, you know, I wore artificial legs up until about five years ago. Um, and then I, I got going on the longboard. I played around on a skateboard as a kid. And yeah. I just decided that the longboard was, was a lot easier. I could get farther, faster, more efficiently. Your center but of gravity, your arms. center of gravity is really good. Yes, I have nice, the low center of gravity That's definitely right. plays, plays to my favor. But, you know, the artificial arms, they just did not work for me. And and really, you will find somebody, you know, who has a very similar situation to me. And artificial arms and artificial legs are what works for them. It's, it's, a, it's, right. a, it's a personal thing. It's a case-by-case, individual yeah. basis. Yeah, no, and and I am of the age of thalidomide, and I had a friend who had was a thalidomide baby, and now is a uh, an adult. But he said, you know what? I never ever had legs. Why do you think that I need these? He just got around crawling around, and so it was kind of cool that we think that. Well, wait, you don't have them. You must want them. No, I've never had them, so I don't really know what I'm missing. Chris, thank you so much for this half hour, and I um, I hope I can run into you at the uh, marathon. I'm sure you're going to have a lot of people talking with. With you so I, I really appreciate your time today thank you very much angela and uh have a fantastic time on sunday Hope yeah to see you.
You bet. Chris Koch, he is going to be part of the Calgary Marathon. And as I said, you can still sign up for the run. Uh, let's see, the half marathon still has room as well as the 10K. And just go to calgarymarathon.com. I'm Angela Kokot. We've got Dan's music segment coming up next. Calgary Today with Angela Kokot. Weekdays at 3 on News Talk 770 Calgary.